Kal Yisrael has a minig on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur that the Chazan screams HaMelech from his seat before he reaches the Amid. Why doesn't the Chazan first step up to the Amid like every other Shabbos and Yontif and then say HaMelech? The Kalina says, this is done to demonstrate that from wherever a Yid finds themselves, if they cry out HaMelech, Hashem listens to their plea. Even if a person is very distant, However, if they long and yearn for the Melech, the Melech Malchi Amlochim, Hashem answers their call. It doesn't matter where you are located. Even if you find yourself all the way in the back, if you scream out HaMelech, the Rebbein Nishloinu will bring you up to the front. He will bring you close to Him. We just read, Atam Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem Lefnei Hashem. We are all standing before Hashem, referring to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rashi asks, Loma nismacha parshas netzavan lekolais. Why is parshas netzavan juxtaposed to the toichecha, to the curses in the preceding parsha and parshas kisavai? And Rashi answers, When the Yidden heard those ninety-eight kolas, hoiriki paneim, they turned pale, they disappeared. They said, Mi yochalamet beelu, who can possibly endure all these calamities? So Moshe consoled them, and he told them, Atem netzavim. Klal Yisrael has a long history of provoking Hashem and making Him angry. And He has never destroyed you. You are still here to tell the tale. Moshe is reminding us, it's a serisimei tshuva. Yomem naram, days of fear and trepidation. But don't forget, atem netzavim lefnei Hashem. You are still special. You are still Hashem's children. Atem netzavim, you are still standing here today before Hashem. Because a father never abandons his children. One of the many acronyms of Elul is, Even when a king or a president restricts access to themselves, they may deny entry to dignitaries and governors and senators, but he can never exclude his children. He is always available for his children. On Yom Kippur, we confess for the various sins we committed during the year. We say, For the sin that we have committed before you. And the question is, we can say, Why is the word necessary? And perhaps what we are saying is, Even though we sinned, despite that, We are still before you. You will never discard us. You will never forsake us. Because a father never slams the door shut on his children. There's an absolutely incredible story told about a young man that lived shortly after the war. He grew up totally secular. His only connection to Yiddishkeit was that he knew how to speak Yiddish. Because that's the language he grew up with. He got in with some bad friends. He was engaged in all sorts of illegal business activities. One day, while sitting with his friends in a restaurant in Manhattan, plotting their next deal, all of a sudden, the FBI walks in, it was a sting operation, and they arrest the whole group. And he was facing 25 years in prison. He consulted with the best lawyer in town. And the lawyer told him, they got the goods on you, it doesn't look good. They have a mountain of evidence against you. He staggers out of the lawyer's office, and he starts walking towards the Lower East Side, and he's crying. And an elderly man sees him crying and he asks him, Why are you so despondent? Tell me, maybe I can help you. And he shrugs him off. You can't help me. 
So he rolls up his shirt and he shows him the numbers etched in his arm. I know about Saras. I will help you. He tells him the entire story. And the elderly man understood that he's in deep trouble. And he tells him, young man, you don't need a lawyer. You need a Rebbe. First he protested. But then he thought, it's not like I have any other good options anyway. He takes him to an old building. They climb up six flights and they walk up to the Altus Kolya Rebbe. And he looks at the Rebbe, Amalech Alekim. And he breaks down. He knew Yiddish. And he tells him the entire story. The Rebbe thinks for a minute. Then he smiles. And he tells him, don't worry. Let me tell you how this whole thing will play out. By your court date, your lawyer will come late. But don't be nervous. It will all work out in your favor. The following week, he arrives to court at 9 a.m. And the DA and the prosecutor and the FBI agents are all there waiting. But his lawyer is nowhere to be found. A few minutes later, the judge walks in and he says, Your Honor, I'm waiting for my lawyer. They wait 10 minutes and the judge is getting agitated. Then the lawyer calls in that he missed his flight. He's sending a replacement. And he's thinking, I'm fighting for my life here and you're sending a substitute? Finally, at 10 a.m., a young 25-year-old strolls in and he says, I'm your replacement lawyer. I'm here to represent you. And now he's even more nervous. The prosecutor lays out all of the evidence and now it's the lawyer's turn to respond. And he gets up and he goes on and on and on and nobody can really follow along what he's saying. And he sees the DA and the prosecutor are all smiling and smirking. After an hour, he finally sits down. The judge turns to the prosecutor and he rebukes him and he says, what kind of case did you represent to this court? There's no evidence here. Case dismissed. And the courtroom was in shock. On the way out, this young man turns to this rookie lawyer. Thank you so much. What were you saying up there? And he tells him, my first case. And he says, wow, that's amazing. Then the lawyer tells him, you saw the judge? He's my grandpa. Now it all made sense. When we come to Hashem on Yom Kippur and there's a mountain of evidence stacked against us and it doesn't look good, we have to remember Avinu Malkeinu. The judge is also our father. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.